So, yeah, I mean, I, I started off the day kind of weird today. Like, I had to take the dog in for his uh, annual exam and stuff. Mm. So, okay. the odd thing about, like, taking your animal to the, you know, the the veterinarian is, you know, you, you're like, hey, give him the works, you know, because that's the way I, I treat my dogs like I treat my, oh, my no. cars. is like, you know, get him a line, getting... get him all checked yeah. out. Okay. But. Yeah, so I'm taking him in, and he's just like, hey, I've never been here before. The place smells kind of like a weird energy. I'm going to pee here in the front of this place before we walk in. And I'm like, okay, I take him in. And then they're like, hey, what do you want to do? And I was like, you know, um, give him the full, you know, like uh, check him out, make sure he doesn't have worms. And I'm like, well, we're going to do a, a test. Car smell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Put a little refresher on him. And they're like, okay, well, we're going to have to, you know, test him for worms. And the, the way they do that is they, they're going to go not through the front door. They're going to go through the back door. Mm. And, uh, and it's weird. We'll just hold him because he might flinch. And I was like, yeah, he's might. probably, he's probably going to give some kick, you know, cause you're going to do something to him. And then he's like, yeah, I don't really, I don't really feel good about this new person. I just, there's a weird energy coming off him. It's all right. And then I go to hold him and he just looks at me. He's like, well, if you think it's going to be okay. And he gives me the puppy dog look. Uh, and then he's here they are with this Q-tip and they just ram it in. And he's just like, and he just like bunches up, you know? And he just looks at me like, why did you bring me here? <laughs> this place sucks. And, uh, and then, um, and then like the lady's like, oh yeah. And she, pulls it out she puts it in a little whatever and uh she goes we'll let you know and then he just looks at me like uh i'm like hey buddy it's all good you're good you know good as new and he's good just new. he's like yeah as right as, as rain good yeah. <laughs> he's like yeah good as new and he goes and it just he has it all day he's kind of looked at me with like this weird look like i don't yeah. know if i want to party with you anymore so i'm just I'm, I'm trying to come up with ways like to make it up for him i've got him treats oh. and uh, I figure the only way I'm gonna make it up to him is to take him to like my prostate exam and just be like, yeah, <laughs> just well, so it pays, it flips the, uh, it flips the coin, if you will. So, well, what I will say though is that the cool thing about after you have an exam like that, whether you're a dog or a human, is that oh. the rest of the day is cake. Yeah, that was the hardest. It's amazing. Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like you can do anything. I had somebody. I'm I'm quoting a comedian though because he goes after my prostate exam I had the best day I got a phone call from the electricity company and they said they're gonna shut off my electricity and I said no one's gonna be sticking their finger in my butt right and they're like nope <laughs> and I was like shut them off he says <laughs> rest of go. the day is cake buddy uh well welcome to another episode of the Nissan Nerd podcast uh, as per usual we start with our normal banter and you know me and Mike are usually talking before this gets all started so today it is about uh dog balloon nuts and you were lucky enough to witness that but uh yeah so we are on uh, another episode of the Nissan Nerd podcast thank you for joining us here tonight um and Mike uh, go ahead and tell them what they want for this episode. All right, guys, again, thanks for being here on this episode. Uh, the new GT4 spec Nissan Z will be competing in the America GT4 series for 2023. We're going to talk about that. Also, uh, Nissan exceeds their expectations for its shareholders. Miles, I think that's your article. Yeah. And and to top things off, we're going to be speaking with Om Pandya uh, about with Apex engineered uh about his company which specializes in vintage uh 
suspend, uh, suspension for Dodson's <laughs> and Nissan's. Uh, please, uh, stick with us, guys. Uh, this is the Nissan Nerd Podcast. <laughs> All right. So another episode in the just getting off. Yes, yes. I I will (sighs) say, Miles, before we start, I'm my uh, my reception's a little spotty. So for any reason, there's a lag or delay. uh, Any more than normal. So okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. But fair fair warning to you guys as well. Fair warning to us. Maybe there's a a weird comet that is going above that is causing us to have some weird uh, cut in, cut out problems. If we do, yeah tough deal with it we'll uh we'll work through it for the night you get what you so, pay for folks you get what yeah. you pay for and this sh- this whole show is free so we'll send you the bill later but uh yeah so moving on um so mike and myself we usually take a little time to kind of talk about what we've been accomplishing as of late i unfortunately have nothing that i've accomplished that is worth talking about so i'm going to skip Really, and Mike? Yeah, you know, I'm just oh. going to take a hard pass. That's a, that's a cop out. All right, all it right. is a total cop out. Other, unless you want to hear about me buying tools, I bought a probe. Mm-hmm. There you go. I bought a for big your, for probe. your dog. Not for the dog. Oh, okay. Um, just for general. Um, right. so I'm pretty excited about my my probe, be it whatever I use it for. There so go. yeah, there you go. Small talk that's done. Now let's talk about what good. you want to talk about. Well, what I was going to mention is that last episode in the beginning, you spoke about uh, receiving a summons for jury duty. Oh, yeah. And still uh, ditching that. They're not going to catch me. They're not going to get you. They haven't got you yet. Like the draft. They're not going to get me. (laughs) You're dodging them like the draft. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it just so happens I uh, received one in the last week, and just today uh, I began part of my jury summons. Uh, Took half the day. Uh, surprisingly online, I'm sure every state or every county is different, but, uh, I was able to, uh, log in, uh, at work, which was convenient. Uh, however, uh, on Monday, I need to go ahead and walk in with, a, you know, a nice shirt and I got to go through the whole process in person. So I got to pay my dues to society. You can walk in with a half shirt and you'll be fine. (laughs) That's the best way to, uh, get out of jury. They just need a warm body to, to do the. The Caesar thumb up or thumb down. That's all. That's all you yeah. do. Not that complicated. So that brings a good point though, dude, because there are a lot of people that I I've heard stories about people who will do the craziest things just to get out of jury duty. Yeah. One is yeah, they'll just say the meanest things that make themselves look in a really bad light. But uh, but who cares? They don't have to do jury duty. But I don't know. It's worth it. It would be my first time. I'm actually a little curious to see if I actually people actually have legitimate stress from making judgments on others, and um, I could agree. Uh, I could I could see that. So, but uh, JLE said uh, tuxedo T-shirt. You know, I mean, really spice it up a little bit. You know, take it to the limit. I agree. Hello, Miss Lady. Just like (laughs) (laughs) so. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm happy that you um, have been anonymously selected by the state to represent your peers my peers um, and, and uh give somebody the death penalty for a traffic ticket. so 
Uh, yeah. Bring the hammer. Sign, so. sign, sign me up. Not only will I be the juror, but I'll be the executioner yeah. as well, right? Uh, something like that. <laughs> Jesus. I should mention, though, Miles, of course, uh, for anybody who is a football fan, I know you're <sighs> not, but no. this weekend's pretty good. It's going to be fun. Oh. I've got some plans. And, um, you know, I was talking to a buddy about this earlier today, is that Monday should be a national holiday like a national pto day because you know there are so many people football hangover, fans specifically. hangover monday yes yeah. oh yeah i know a few a few guys that have already called it in with their employers well, saying, i mean you're you know who wants let, let's just put it there who wants dave in the office with the spicy spicy wing farts all day long <laughs> i mean dave just keep it at home you know just uh just zoom that one zoom his day just let let dave do a zoom day and, yeah, uh, it, it, yeah, there you go. That's what that was part of the beauty of the work from home too, though. But but yeah, yeah. Um, I was even thinking about it where um, it's Super Bowl or the the game and everything else too is a lot of fun because, like I said, you're 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 having fun. You you're spoiling yourself with really good food, really good drink, maybe with some friends. Um, you're probably doing some gambling as well. I'm not too sure if you do the numbers and squares uh, type of setup. With, that is, uh... It's like Latin to me. I don't know anything. Really? I barely oh, understand okay. football as a whole. I just know the oblong pigskin thing gets kicked from left to right. And then at the end of the day, somebody wins. And I hope they're all friends. So. Okay. <laughs> that's good. Well, I, I like your positive af- uh, outlook at least. So that's. That's good. that's good. I don't know, yeah. but that's that's my uh, that's why what's what my week's been looking like. I've been gearing up for this jury duty, but then I'm also looking forward to Super Bowl. So you're gonna have a good time. Uh, Both thanks. are equally of same entertainment value to me. So yeah, <laughs> but but either way it goes. Uh, Phil said I had to interview people on a jury a few weeks ago on someone suing me. Okay, Whoa. weird. All right. Yeah. Uh, man. Hey. yeah. Well, I hope you get to keep your shirt. So yeah, <laughs> <say that. laughs> so, it, yes, man. I hope that goes we, out. We well hope for it you, all man. goes. We hope it goes positive for you, buddy. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, just give a quick uh, shout out to some of the folks that are on with us here tonight. Yeah. Um, give uh, JLE, Baru, um, see here, Phil, Armando. Thanks, man. Um, also joining with us tonight. Um, for anybody else, go feel free to uh, dump in the chat like we always do. Um, again, thanks for being here. Um, anything you would like to comment um, about the show, write in the comment section. Uh, we'll share some of our comments uh, throughout the show. Yes. All right. um, but point. before we get on to the rest of the show, let's do our mas importante compai. Uh, uh, so let's move it that forward. I just want yeah. to give a little uh, shout out or a salute to those in the Nissan family whom we wish good health and those w- which we may have lost, and, but be reminded of them often. So. Uh, so if you join it if you join us if you got it <laughs> smoke them if you got them. can i tell you something oh please i uh was near the bottle the bottom of my <laughs> uh the sprite <laughs> yeah. no no i you know me, me it's a little bit of vodka a little bit of soda and i'm also got i got i got nothing left and so the mixture the cut is way off so it's really strong this time around <laughs> I tell you, you're starting to grow hairs on your chest. You're just drinking straight out the bottle. So, kudos. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take a whiskey with a hair in it. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what movie that was from. The bartender would be, and he would just like put it in there. It was pretty funny. Anyway, mm. moving on. Let's get into Nissan news here. Sure. 
Um, well, I, what I wanted to do, Miles, is that in the honor of uh, of Super Bowl, mm-hmm. I figured it'd be nice. And gambling, I should say. We should probably do a coin toss. Coin toss to see whether or not uh, who gets to uh, Is that how they, is that how they pick who's going to? Well, that's how they kick off gonna the, beginning of the game. Oh. Something like that, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, well, I thought it was like Rochambeau or, you know, something weird like that. So, number, now, pick a number. Now, I will say, though, that, that the coin toss and Super Bowl, there's actually been a record, a streak, a bad streak. Everybody who's won a coin toss. Why can't I say a that right? Toss. A coin toss for the last 13 years has always lost Super Bowl. So there is something else going on with that, but this oh, is not a Super Bowl podcast. Oh, okay. This is, right. yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, now, again, guys, for the uh, this segment, uh, what we call uh, Nissan News, we like to scrub the internet for uh, articles both out of the Nissan media outlets and from others uh, across the web. And, uh, Miles, do you want to call it, man, heads or tails? What do you want to do? Uh, you know, I'll call it, what's that part? The Ridge? Nobody ever calls the Ridge. And there's a hot... <laughs> I wonder you why. Know, that is... <laughs> nobody calls the Ridge. I'll take the opposite of what you take. Is that oh. a thing? Uh, you're tails. putting it all on green? Yeah, okay. You, okay, you got it tails. it all on green. <laughs> yeah, that's what you're doing. Green. Yeah. All right, all right. So you got tails. I've, tails. I've got heads. Let's hopefully I can flip this yeah. right. You're going to lose that coin. That's it. Ooh, got it. It's yeah. heads. Oh, you're first. All right. All is right, I'm going to do first. Is that... Okay, go. Uh, the kickoff to the the posts. The uh, what? The, I always see the guy, uh, the coin, the kickoff to the post, and the, <laughs> go that way. He's like right. that. He just throws a cigarette. <laughs> just, anyway, right. <laughs> All right, kick it off. Let's go. All right, let's go ahead and kick my. Let's go ahead and get this started. All right, let's share my screen. <laughs> coin toss. Gotcha. Let's do that. There we go. All right. All right, first up, guys, here for Nissan News. My article here is that there is a uh, a company in California that is repurposing old Nissan EV batteries and are earning millions by storing energy for California's power grid. I think this article really hits down into, I think, what this show is about, which is the obscure, the nerdy, uh, and Nissan. So this is exactly the article that I want to share with you guys Um before we get into it, you know, we Miles, we've actually covered similar articles in the past uh, about repurposing EV batteries for other things aside from cars. Uh, a lot of them have actually been sponsored by Nissan. For example, Nissan is part of a, a group that will take some of these Leaf batteries that are 10, 5, you know, up to 10 or 12 years old now and repurpose them to power uh, freezers at convenience stores or the... Um, uh, crossing signs for the railroad uh, tracks, for example. Uh, this one is actually uh, completely independent, though. Uh, but from what you see here, I had to go to PCMag.com to get this. That's how uh, nerdy this this article is, which uh, <laughs> says here that a Los Angeles company, uh, startup company uh, called B2U Technology is... Uh, uh, have, have come up with an innovative battery storage system. Uh, they're giving EV batteries a second life without having to dismantle them. So essentially, they're taking the battery from a salvaged or, or used EV car, uh, either from Nissan or Honda in this case, and they use it as is. They literally take that battery off uh, from the vehicle, 
and then uh, with their technology, primarily with the uh, connectivity, uh, connecting batteries uh, in series or parallel with uh, transformers, they're able to uh, store uh, energy that is generated from wind farms and from solar farms uh, in California. So uh, I'll share a picture here. Of course, you can see here, this is a solar farm. And then you've got dozens of these white containers with little cooling units on top. That's where they're storing these batteries. Uh, uh, stacking up, I think it's like 30, 30 batteries per container. Uh, in total, though, this company is utilizing 1,300 used EV batteries. They're able to store up to 25 megawatt hours of uh, storage capacity. And a lot of these batteries are saying are up to eight years old. So I think Nissan's only EV uh, that's uh, you know eight years old or older would be the Nissan Leaf. So you could say this company's taking used Nissan Leafs, they're grabbing the batteries and using it here for their uh, solar farms and their wind farms. Uh, they're saying though, uh, they store this battery, uh, they store this energy, it's carbon free, and then it's later sold uh, to California uh, in the energy wholesale market. And they're saying that with a steady stream of used batteries becoming available, this, this uh, uh, business model that they have taking these used batteries is being very, very profitable. They said in the last year they've been able to earn a million dollars. I believe that's above all your operating costs, etc. So um, they're saying with these used batteries, their capital they're having they're able to spend 40% less as opposed to buying a new battery. So, you know, really it's a good point to show that if you've got a an EV car that the battery is just given out, it's still a good battery it, it most likely. It's just not suitable anymore for road duty. However, it can be used on a number of different types of applications. So this is one of the applications that uh I think we're going to be seeing this a lot more, of course, in the future. And, uh, you know, Miles, we're no stranger to this in Texas. Power grid's not too good. We could probably be seeing these in Texas pretty soon, too, I think. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But, yeah, I mean, you know, there's got to be – it's a brave new world, and, you know, we have to adapt that. And there's got to be something that's got to be uh, – there, there's got to be utilization for these um, materials that are that are coming off of these vehicles. And, and why not repurpose them? Um, why not repurpose, reuse, and it just makes sense, and, and that's a that's a good feel good, man. Good job. So <laughs> now, now I will say this though, Miles, before we move on to your article though, ah, uh, the when I you know I, let's just say this, I'm a capitalist by nature, and so I start thinking forty <laughs> percent savings, uh, you know, millions of dollars. What are we talking here? I started looking. All right. I went to my local uh, Copart salvage insurance, and I started asking myself, "How much are these leaves, man? If you can get a used leaf with all you, with the sole purpose is just to take that battery, what am I really spending here?" And I just I went through the the bids, the current bids on some of these auctions. Uh, by uh, I think the highest, the highest bid in some cases. Okay, highest bid, 4000 1600 1400 1300 7 I mean, you're getting down into even uh, you know, 300 range, 200 range mm -hmm. for a salvaged yeah. car. If that... Looking at just basic numbers, man, I think this, these guys have really got a really good idea. 
doing yeah. what they're doing, repurposing they these are, batteries. And they, they won't be the first. Uh, they won't be the last, I should the say. Last. Um, you know, and you've seen this not only with, uh, with Nissan, but this isn't something new. Um, I, I've heard this from uh, folks taking the old Prius batteries, doing something similar. And then, mm. of course, um, we're seeing people do the Tesla batteries. But most people are taking the Tesla batteries and repurposing them into you know, vehicles that they're taking the Tesla motors and the, and the entire guts and, and they're using that um, still to power everything because Tesla's, uh, unfortunately, it is what it is. They're ahead of the game in that respect. But um, I think the cost-effective benefit is what is what people are utilizing these exactly what you're looking at is these uh these bids and these transactions that are happening on the recycled market um and yeah you know these vehicles do carry a, re a reasonable value um, but you know there's so many of all uh, that are out there and they the range years are getting vast so if you fast forward to three four or five years from now you're going to see a lot of availability of these in the market, a lot yeah. of um, a lot of secondary businesses that are um, re reconditioning these, uh, which already exist. Um, yeah. But you're going to see. I, I think that's going to be a big business uh, coming around here pretty soon. So I think so too. Uh, I did want to mention too that in this article, uh, they did mention that this uh, this innovative uh, mm -hmm. battery storage system that they call. It is patent pending, so I don't know. <laughs> there's there's ways around that, I'm sure, but uh, I'm sure I'm I think sure. there's going to be a lot of really good ways that businesses can be built based on this. Absolutely, um, absolutely, and it's going to be system. for all different types of markets. You're going to see everything from um, from uh, your guys that are like outlanding, um, you know, and wanting yeah. to have secondary battery systems to um you know your um your live off the grid types i mean it's 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 juice so it, it, it's it's universal options for i was uh, thinking exact that's exactly so, what i wanted to ask you too i'm glad yeah. you mentioned it because i know you to be somewhat of a not a survivalist but what to be as independent as possible you know we've always talked about you know uh gardening your own food uh your own uh water supply okay this yeah. is energy that you could create i wonder if there's like a diy i'm sure there is to where i'm sure w a yeah, guy uh, like us can just buy a used leaf pull the battery you know maybe even an inverter and a few solar panels i'm sure you can create um, their own. i will say this before we cause anybody any serious injury um <laughs> note that this is not a normal 12 volt that's just going to make your hair stand mm. um these will literally blacken your fingers type of uh systems these are high voltage systems so you really kind of have to know what you're doing take all the proper precautions wear all the gloves you don't want to be like new after day after new year's with fireworks <laughs> Um, you know, pop, you don't want your toenails popping off like popcorn. So short, I'm just short like, fuses. I only uh, say be this fine. because, you know, I dip my toe in this industry and we have to kind of go through all the OSHA safe stuff when we're dismantling and inspecting vehicles, um, during, uh, during my, what I do on a normal day to day. So, but yeah, uh, with that being said, I hope so. Uh, just safety precautions in mind. So that's a good disclaimer. I'm glad you mentioned that because yeah, that's, you know, that's <laughs> There are many different cars with their operating systems or voltage systems being different ranges, uh, obviously greater than 12 volts. Uh, yeah. Safety so third, that... guys. All right. <laughs> but uh, so uh, on that note, about some good news, uh, a little good news about Nissan. Um, this just came through uh, literally um, early this morning, which is yesterday, 
depending on how you look at it. Um, so Nissan actually posted up uh, for their quarter, their third quarter operating profits. Um, we, we knew that they were going to be good, but apparently it, it really was good. Um, so Nissan actually uh, in their quarter three projections um, showed an operating profit uh, that more than doubled what the analysts had put out, nine analysts to put this out. And they showed a huge profit um, for the quarter, which is astounding news uh, for Nissan. Um, and I'm going to read it off a little bit. So Japan, um, Nissan Motor Company uh, posted a better than expected 155% jump in their third quarter operating profits. Um, now, this also uh, this operating pro uh, profit for the three months ending in December 31st came to 133.1 billion yen, uh, which translates to about one billion dollars US. Um, so this actually beat it out the beat out the average um, 104.79 billion yen profit that was expected by um, nine analysts. Um, so that is extremely good news. Um, now, with that money, you can kind of see why we're getting all this news that you and I previously covered about Nissan reinvesting this money. You know, what are we going to be doing with these dollars? Are we going to give them to shareholders? And the, what it is, they actually chose to somehow reinvest a lot of these funds, which is probably very smart considering the future plan that we've discussed again in previous episodes with Nissan. So Nissan at this time is, is using some of those funds and putting those into that reinvestment into the uh, Nissan and Renault Alliance um, oh. that we've also previously had talked about. Yes, we have. Now um, on Monday, uh, the Japanese automaker um, made um, an investment stake up to 15% um, in Renault uh, for their new firm, uh, their new electric uh, vehicle unit, uh, Ampere, um, as part of a long anticipated agreement. So, you know, we were talking about batteries previously and the history and the evolution of that that's going to come from that. This is it. Um, you know, Nissan's putting is putting their money down, uh, flipping their coin, if you will, uh, for the future, you know, and uh, and I think it's a smart move. You know, this is going to be the future of of everything. <laughs> yeah, as we see fit, well, you know, we can only talk about, yes. you know, um, combustion engines in line sixes for so long. It's, oh no, uh, we're gonna do that forever. Don't get me wrong. We will do it forever. Yeah, <laughs> but in terms of I uh, keeping about, current, I want to talk yes. about in line sixes. I want to talk about, you know, uh, come on. I want I yeah. want to talk about V sixes and and four banging turbocharged bad boys. So that's what I. Yeah, I wonder. Like not to go off sidetrack here, but uh, you know, with engines, internal combustion engines, there are so many different configurations. Again, everybody's got a preference. It seems you know, in line six, V six, uh, V eight, whatever the case may be. Uh, electric motors. I mean, again, I I've heard of single motor, dual motor in terms of the the drive and and uh, power, but I there I don't. Aside from different materials, maybe that the engine, that the battery or the motors are are made out of, I think the configuration is typically the same. Um, yeah. uh, for now, I mean, I'm wondering yeah. if it'll change. Yeah. You know? uh, yeah, I mean, we've we've talked about this before, where you're taking um, models and platforms, or even trying to make them more, um, you know, slow the curve for the potential buyer. You know, like they're putting them in VB, you know, V V platforms. You know, just so people can like slowly get used and get accustomed to uh, to the brave new world that's coming. Um, yeah. I did want to let you know that um, Nissan did have a spike on some of the, the stock pricing 
Um, it had a pretty good growth over the last few days. I expected a little bit more, um, but it actually, um, you know, the the stock had been trending around $6 probably for the last two, three months. Um, it actually ended up uh, finishing today at uh, $7.41. Uh, was hey, we're up. The, at the end of the day. Yeah, it's not too bad. So I don't know. I'm expecting uh, this time next year we'll be back to where we were sitting with the 10s, 11s, 12s uh, yeah. per share. So we'll see how it goes. But uh, yeah. You did mention this earlier, and, and especially when it relates to stock price, by the way. Uh, you said something about the, the Nissan Alliance. Uh, there was something I had read, this is just a side note, that, of course, the Nissan-Renault alliance, there has been some uh, restructuring that has just taken place. I want to say it was probably released about the same time that you were mentioning mm-hmm. this uh, yeah. this, this uh, operating profit uh, announcement. However, uh, they're saying that this new uh, uh, agreement that they've just um, come up with between uh, the alliance and, and its partners should, uh, fingers crossed, last probably about the next 15 years of... Uh, happy coexistence between uh, all all that that are involved. So yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, with this stuff kind of out of the way, I really think it it allows everyone, including us, to say, "All right, dust is settled," or it's, and we can just look forward and focus. Uh, no more, no more of this uh, uh, publicity that negative publicity that, that has, has been surrounding yeah. it. So we're looking good. I think so. So yeah, uh, kudos, and that's the brand news that we're going to cover, all the Nissan news that we were choosing to cover. I mean, it's actually kind of been a slow news week um, for the last two weeks, so it is what it is. It has. Um, we're just kind of choosing to give you the positive right now and what <laughs> what little we're kind of scraping away. But on that note, um, I, we, let's go ahead and jump into uh, motorsports news. Um, a, a little bit is kind of going on. You know, the, the seasons are starting to open up. And with that, Formula E is kind of off to, to a running start at this point. Yes. Uh, sorry, man. I was a little spotty. Uh, oh, uh, so can, I was just saying, me? yeah, Formula E is off to a running start. And uh, exactly. go ahead. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yes. Uh, when it comes to Formula E, I uh, want to give you guys a uh, update uh, for uh, the past two weeks here. I'm going to share my screen. Um I'm going to keep the video to a minimum here again, just because of circumstances here at the moment, though. But uh, here uh, in the last two weeks, got to say, Nissan's had a major case of Diria. This actually, uh, in Saudi Arabia, Diria is the uh, track at which they compete in Saudi Arabia. So uh, there were two rounds that just happened here uh, within the last two weeks. Uh, I want to give you guys the results. Uh, Let's start off with uh, round two. Uh, this happened here on a Saturday. Uh, we had here uh, Nissan's two drivers, uh, Sasha Fenestras and Norman Nato. Um, we'll start off with Sasha here. Qualified 18th uh, on the grid and on race day finished in uh, 17th. Uh, Norman uh, qualified 16th and finished the race in uh, P12. Uh, ultimately, uh, they were... This was a back-to-back uh, race, so the following day on Sunday, you had qualifying and racing again. So uh, in, uh, in round three, uh, we have here uh, Sasha Fenestra's qualified 12th, finished 8th. That got Nissan uh, their first points for the season, were uh, four points uh, for the season. Uh, meanwhile, Norman Nato uh, qualified 19th and finished uh, 14th. Uh, uh, no points uh, for him. Uh, now, 
as the results from our team uh, here in this these last uh, two rounds, um, through the Nismo article that was uh, released, uh, they had mentioned that, that for the team, uh, the results really bring mixed uh, feelings uh, about the weekend in general. And what you can see from the data, though, is both of their drivers finished the race at a higher position than which they qualified for. So you can tell that they hold the pace. When, when on race day, both of their drivers uh, can keep up with the pace and, uh, and move up. Uh, on on the grid to to finish higher. Now it's it's qualifying really that they have yet to really um, uh, get their potential to show their potential to to qualify higher higher on the grid and, and be able to uh, rake in more points uh, at at the end of of each round. So uh, Nissan's definitely got some more uh, uh, strategy work uh, to do. Uh, there is some promise, but again, it's still uh, after these first three rounds is uh, uh, still, again, these, these mixed feelings that are happening. Uh, currently, Nissan is uh, eighth place as a constructor with their four points. Meanwhile, I do want to say this. Uh, the McLaren team, who is powered by Nissan uh, powertrains, uh, had their first podium of the season uh, at these very races. Uh, this weekend, they brought in 43 points and is third as a constructor. Nice. So, I mean, and, and again, being powered by Nissan, uh, it really goes to show uh, that uh, there is potential in these uh, powertrains that are that that are, that are these Nissan powertrains. It's really about getting the strategy right, getting things dialed in, getting their drivers' heads right. I'm sure um, to uh, to really. To really go along. Now we have more races to come uh, for this season. We're looking at 16 races. Races uh, here. Uh, what does that make it here? Uh, 13 more for this season. Nice. Uh, the next the next race is actually happening this weekend in India. Uh, this is the uh, uh, brand new track Hyderabad. It's only one round. It is a 1.75 mile street track. Which is street tracks are very very common for EV uh, Formula E. Mm -hmm. uh, this is the first of four new tracks that'll be added to this uh, season. Uh, what's really cool about newer tracks is that it is somewhat of an equalizer with teams because no team has any previous data to rely on to uh, help with uh, the car's uh, strategy or. Um, uh, or uh, setup, uh, car setup. So uh, there's going to be a lot of teams that are just going to be discovering what what really makes uh, their cars work well on this track. This leads into potential for our Nissan team, perhaps to uh, to capitalize on that. Uh, one other thing to mention about the India race happening this weekend is that the weather is hot and humid, uh, especially with these brand new Gen Three cars. This will be the first time that these newer uh, uh, Formula E cars experience this type of weather, so we'll see how they uh, how they do in terms of performance and reliability. So they're fighting a new the track. They're fighting um, odd temperatures, and uh, yes, yeah, that's it. New so, track, odd temperatures. It's a brand new platform. This is the Gen Three car. Oh, that's true. Uh, they've got an running. entirely new qualifying uh, system. Which is a huge... Um, and a lot of uh, new drivers changed out last year. I mean, it's typical, two but... Two brand new but drivers. 
for us anyway. Yeah, two brand new drivers, and uh, but a yes. lot of drivers, a lot of fresh faces um, this uh, this season uh, compare in comparison to last year. So, but uh, yeah, yes. I think they're going to do good. I, I, you know, at the end of the year, I, I, I hope we're uh, we're sitting on the podium when everything's said and done. But we'll uh, we'll see how it plays out. It's still very much early in the series, uh, but uh, we wish them luck as always, and uh, we'll continue to keep you updated as we move uh, through the series. Um, now cool. on that news, uh, oh yeah, actually, I, I guess Mike, you want to tell them the best way to watch. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, now just again, for those who are interested in formula E again, this is probably one of the best seasons to really get into it. Uh, the best way to watch this currently is that if you do have a direct TV, uh, sports package, the formula E, uh, race is accessible through that, uh, supplier, uh, or, or cable channel or satellite channel, however you call it. Uh, otherwise, the best, second best way is to just go through the Formula E channel on YouTube, and you're just going to catch recaps of the race. Uh, that's just how they present it in this case, uh, until okay. further notice. All right. Well, I am going to report a little bit on the no news aspect of uh, motorsports right now. Since we are still early in the season, technically we're still in winter, I guess, for most areas. Uh-huh. But uh, let's talk about some of the series that we uh, typically report on, um, starting with the Nissan Challenge. Um, the Nissan Challenge uh, will officially return um, here in February uh, this month. Uh, we'll keep you updated as we get into the season. Obviously, we're a huge supporter of that grassroots series, uh, as well as you should start looking into it as well. You can continue to check those folks out uh, through their Facebook page. And um, this year is going to be a big year for them. So definitely uh, follow up on it. We'll keep you updated as the uh, season starts to unfold here uh, in the upcoming uh, last part of the month. Um, let's see here. Super GT. Um, won't return until April. Um, there's not much going on right now with the Super GT Series other than two shakedown events that they're having. Uh, one actually just occurred this last week. No real news to uh, report at this time, but we will have uh, more updated data as we start getting um, into April. Uh, but right now, yeah, nothing to report until that full season kicks off. Um, and lastly, uh, Centra Cup. Um, Central Cup we've reported on here previously. Nothing to report right now. They will not start up their series officially um, until May. Um, last year we had Valerie Lamont who actually ended up taking the season. We'll see if she can uh, maintain her title um, for Central Cup. Mm-hmm. And as she takes on all challengers uh, for this next upcoming season for 2023. But that is Central Cup. Again, uh, we'll keep you updated as we move forward. Now, we're adding something new to the list um, here this year. As uh, for those that don't know, the Nissan Z will be added to the GT4 America series. um, And Nissan will be competing. Um, Mike, you actually did some research on this. Um, Tell them about it. Yes, man. I was so excited to see this. And honestly, uh, it was funny. It actually, they, the news was released the day after our most recent episode. So we've been able to, we've been having to sit on this to talk about it for the last two weeks now. So, uh, yes, uh, I'll share my screen on this. This is the article from GT4America.com. Uh, Nissan's new GT4 spec car will uh, compete in the GT4 Series America. Um, now... The GT4 Spec Z, we've actually talked about. It debuted at the SEMA convention here this last November. Uh, at that time, 
it was not uh, official whether or not the car would compete in any series uh, at that time. But now it has been announced that we, uh, Nissan, we are going racing uh, and we're going to be seeing this car uh, at, at local tracks in competition. So uh, super excited about this. Uh, the team that is racing this car, it is not a direct Nissan team. However, it is a Nissan-sponsored team, you could say. Uh, the team is called Tech Sport Racing. They're out of Virginia. Uh, the team has, is, is no stranger to the uh, America Series. They re previously were racing the 370Z and the TC America class. Uh, now they're just moving on to a bigger, better Z, and uh, they do have full support of the Nissan factory, amongst others as well. We'll get into that here in a second, too. Uh, they are the first uh, customer team to run the, G the new Z uh, in GT4 in the U.S., and uh, the Z will be competing against 30 other uh, spec cars in its class uh, in competition. Um, in terms of sponsorship, uh, our friends, uh, Z1 Motorsports, they're going to be uh, supporting the uh, Tech Sport Racing Z during its 2023 campaign. So we've got some friends, of course, um, uh, giving uh, this car as much support so that they can see more and more podiums uh, for, for this uh uh, for this series, I'm really I'm really excited about this. Though again, the car has got 450 horses uh, back for the six-speed transmission. Um, uh, it's a very exciting time. Uh, I cannot forget this either, Miles. I know, uh, you know, when we I remember we talked about this offline. Of course, you know, every car has got to have a driver, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the. Uh, you know, I'll be honest, they didn't say how many of the GT4 cars. So, however, one of the drivers that will be driving the uh, spec uh, uh, GT4Z will be none other than our friend Brian Heidkotter. Uh, again, yeah. we've been hanging out with him a number of times, Miles. Uh, you want to say? Uh, yeah, Brian, uh, you know, Brian is um, a legend within the um, uh, the GT Academy. Uh, obviously, he was the winner of the uh, um the first U.S. Uh, GT Academy, and um, he went on to have some really good fame with a lot of the uh, the GT spec cars, the uh, the GTR, uh, and then GTR. of course, uh, yeah, yeah, with the GTR, and then uh, numerous other teams as well. And uh, currently, right now, he's on with Forsberg Racing, and he's just killing it, you know. And not to mention countless wins with uh, in the virtual racing sim world. Um, you know, we, we always love Brian. I always love running into him. Um, nicest guy. I think I could, uh, could ever, uh, uh, could ever hope to kind of just hang out with yes. and, 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 uh, and discuss, uh, racing in general with him. But I, I always love to see him and try to catch him whenever, um, we're around a, a Z-Con or, uh, whenever they're passing through Coda. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm super, I'm super proud of him. And uh, we, I sent him a congratulations, yeah, and uh, and a few other things, and uh, we, just kinda, <laughs> we, we talked for a little bit about it. But um, I'm super stoked for him. Uh, you know, yes. honestly, Brian is a beast uh, in the seat, so I cannot see him. Uh, I cannot see him not kicking tail uh, with this yep. upcoming season. And I can assure everyone that he's going to give 100, 110 percent, and uh, I, he's going to leave it all out on that field, and uh, he. He's a hell of a driver, and I really think the season's going to be great. So. Absolutely, man. Same here. You know, uh, just know having having remembered the the finishes, the podium finishes that he's had with the with the GTR. 
I, I want to say at some point he'd set some record for Nissan. Oh, as he a set driver. so many records. And then, you know, what I love to watch him race is when he's his best. I mean, he, he'll take the field and he'll lead a lot of times. Mm -hmm. But I love to see him when he's like caught up by a mistake or put back in the pits on something and okay. fight his way back up. Man, that, that's some of the best racing I've ever witnessed is watching him kind of do that. And he's just in his element and he's just chasing that red mist. It just, you better watch <laughs> out. And he's just, he's out there killing it. So again, kudos to him. Uh, we're very proud of him and yes. uh, we wish him all the success Best for the luck, upcoming man. season. So yeah, we'll continue to report obviously on that yeah. season as Before, part of one of our seasons. Uh, so. we, we wrap up with, um, hold on one second here. Was a little spotty there. Oh yes, I am. Wrap up with the GT4 series, though. You did mention Coda, which reminded me that there is a complete 2023 season schedule for the GT4 America class. Mm -hmm. Circuit of the Americas is one of them, uh, May 19th through the 21st. So guess where we need to be, Miles, that weekend? Uh, <laughs> that's where we're going to be. Now, other raceway... Uh, sorry, so let's just say this. The, we'll leave a link to the schedule in the show notes for those who are interested Sure. However, uh, the GT4 America Series starts March 30th at Sonoma Raceway. One, two, three, four, five, six. There are seven other tracks here, uh, including the NOLA Motorsports Park, Circuit of the Americas, uh, Virginia International Raceway, VIR, Road America, Sebring, and Indianapolis Indy. Motor Speedway. Yeah. So a, a good list of uh, very notable tracks uh, to be racing on uh, last race is in October. So from March through October, we've got some coverage of the GT4 class, which we'll be doing. And of course, rooting for uh, Brian and all of this. So of course I I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. Dude, we've got a lot to cover this year, man. We've got, that's with that make it five different series. Yeah. It's going to be covering? a heavy motorsports year this year. Yeah. So as we start to enroll and we'll, we'll try to do it justice by reporting on it and uh, give you all the, uh, all the information that we can, all the videos, all the YouTube links. We'll keep you updated. Just continue to uh, follow, uh, obviously, the uh, the Facebook page and in uh, yeah. our Instagram account. We'll uh, try to keep you updated with everything that's going on. Um, yes. A few people did chime in here. Um, Ion actually went back and said, hey, uh, YouTube, you can check FIA Formula E um, out of that link that he has there. Thank you, Ion, for throwing that in there. Thank you. Um, Haley threw in uh, Stoke for the GT4 and Stoke for the Drivers. I uh, can't, uh, I can't, uh, not, not agree. It's, uh, it's, yeah, it's definitely going to be a stellar year this upcoming <laughs> year. So, um, Haley said uh, also a well-earned seat. Um, I would totally agree. Um, agree. You know, Brian, Brian's, uh, um, definitely fought his way for everything he's ever earned. So yeah, um, if you ever see him around an event or uh, ever see him at a Z convention, because he all, he does a lot of PR. Uh, for Nissan and for Forsberg Racing, um, definitely give him a pat on the back. Let him know, um, thank you for supporting the brand, and just give him a, a shout out. Um, he he always appreciates this thing, and he always takes a, a little bit of time to to uh, kiss babies and shake hands. So if you will, so, very nice uh, guy. Kiss hands and shake babies. Yes, got kiss it. Hands got and it. shake babies. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, Ion also threw another link in here. Uh, GT4America.com for the calendar. Um, it's right uh, there in the uh, comments. So yeah, if you want to have that you, for Ion. yourself and make your own notes, if that uh, the GT4 Circus is coming anywhere in your neck of the woods, you definitely want to mark your calendars. Yes. So. Absolutely, man. Um, All right. Very good. So about this yes. time, it's about uh, it's about time to uh, bring on our special segment. 
Um, yes. On today's special segment, uh, we're going to be doing an uh, interview uh, with the owner of Apex Engineering. Um, it'll actually be Apex oh, Engineered. Engineered. Sorry, I'm reading your notes that you wrote. So ah. you're mistyped. He'll literally read Jesus. anything okay. on the screen. I played myself. Okay, got he'll, it. <laughs> he'll read anything on the screen. But, uh, yeah, again, uh, an interview with Om Pandya uh, of Apex Engineered. Uh, now you got me tripped up. Um, but we'd like to bring him on um, to talk about his business and um, talk about everything about the business from the be beginning to now and uh, the, what the future holds for Apex. Um, so let's go ahead and bring him on. I think he's in our green room right now. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, all right. Adding here. Om, you there? Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey man, welcome. Hey, thanks well. for having me. Well. Yeah, man, thanks for sticking. Oh, all right, you there? <laughs> can he, can, let's make sure we got okay. connectivity. Are you good, Miles? Uh, oh, I'm great. I'm good. You were just you were locked like this, like. Oh, so it's kind of funny. We're doing yeah, okay. that's why we were laughing at you. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Like I said, it's it's the comet. It's the the five. What is it? The five G. That's uh the six G, seven G. That's uh, yeah. throwing everything off right now. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's. Uh, so welcome, uh, Ohm. Thanks for uh, spending your time with us this evening. Um, hope uh, <laughs> hope we uh, we didn't uh, disrupt your your normal day to day schedule too much. So no, no, I'm good. I'm good. Okay, very good. Awesome, man. I uh, I gotta say, uh, Ohm, that um, I gotta say thanks. So you know, you were one of the first guys who actually reached out to us way when we were just getting started with the podcast, and uh, uh, I I apologize for not getting you on sooner, man. But I appreciate you, you know, still being on board. Uh, I gotta say, I follow a lot of what you do on social media, and um, uh, most notably your uh. Uh, the, the the reels the videos that you make the the, the yeah. those s small video clips man they're just so awesome to to watch because well I'm just I'm a fat I, I like uh, it's almost uh, soothing to see the amount of work you know you're, you're, you're the sanding the powder coating the welding it's just so fun right. to watch man uh, all your hard work satisfies his need to create something so he's like and he didn't even have to get off the couch you know so you work so hard you fulfill his target goal of yeah. accomplishing stuff so. <laughs> I, oh yeah man i mean I, I just one or two do you make those videos or is it somebody on your team or what who, who's, the, actually, who's yeah, the mastermind me, yeah so it's actually one of my good friends from help middle school um his name's joey loose wow. yeah he he does videography. Um, he contracts with everyone else. So then, I was like, "Hey, man, you do that? Let's uh, let's get together." And uh, yeah, he and made like, that happen because before Joey, we were just, remember that time I, I beat up that bully for you, Joey? Yeah, in middle school. Come on, yeah. Come yeah, on you Joey. One, right? <laughs> yeah, you know how many? You took my peanut butter and jelly sandwich for three consecutive years, Joey. You owe me. Yeah. Let's pay it back. Yeah. Pay it forward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's awesome. That's, yeah, they're great videos, man. I, I really do enjoy. I think everybody else does because you get a yeah. lot of uh, positive feedback from those. I mean, we, we track yeah. all that stuff. And yeah, kudos yeah. to you for for uh, for really adding that feather in your cap. So, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I got to say, too, man, uh, you know, we were talking earlier this week, just kind of gearing up for 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 tonight. And uh, it 
you're based out of Wisconsin, and I was thinking, yeah. you know, I don't, I can't remember if any other company, you know, n you know, north of at yeah. a certain, it seems like most companies are kind of west coast or east coast and in, yeah. in, in certain areas, but never really, not as much north, man. It's, it. I mean, I'm assuming you're you're from Wisconsin, uh, born and raised, or uh, how long have you been uh, in Wisconsin? Not born, but yeah, raised, raised for a while, but yeah, I mean, the the cold and the harsh winters definitely put push people away, and I don't blame them. <laughs> But, what's yeah, the um, what's the scene yeah. out there like? I mean, like the tuner scene. Is it pretty strong there, or is it you and three um, people? Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely a, a crowd of people. I mean, you know, we're close to Milwaukee, so it's a it's a bigger city. So there's definitely a lot of people there. But I mean, doesn't compare compared to like East or West Coast for sure. Okay. But uh, still enough that you know uh, you can find support and and people there are still willing to work and turn on you know, their ears and stuff. Yeah. Sometimes those small areas, yeah. like, you know, you can, the East coast and the West coast guys, nothing against them. We love all you guys, but they can be a little spoiled with the amount of cars and coffee events. Uh, yeah. like six cars and coffee <laughs> events today. And it's like, you go to like a, you know, you go to like middle of nowhere, you know, North Dakota and you're just like, these guys have, you know, 50 cars out there and that took a lot of effort to get there. So you should kind of nod your cap in that respect. So, yeah. you know, if you guys have a scene out there again, we, we, we definitely give you the kudos for putting that together because it takes work to kind of keep yeah. that out there. And then not to mention, you're always fighting the, uh, um, the domestic threat, if you will. So <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> with all those guys like revving at you, it's like, Jesus Christ, can I just get home? I'm like, I don't need 14 Camaros or you know, challengers. I'm like, I'm just trying to get my S30 home. That's all. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but about you, um, so, you know, you, you've been in the game for a hot minute. So, I mean, how did you officially, um, find your passion uh, for cars? How did that start? Shoot. Uh, passion. I mean, it, it's passion probably started like years ago, middle school. Um, you know, I like I like the 350Zs when they came out. I thought those looked pretty cool and stuff, but I never really, really got into learning cars. You know, it's kind of like on paper, like, oh, yeah, I like cars, and I'm going to tune this to 1,000 horsepower, and I have no idea what I'm doing. And then and then as I started tinkering on stuff, that's kind of when the passion grew. So start, you know, built my Z, and that's where I think things really ingrained and, in, you know, went from hobby to kind of just meditative working and tinkering on stuff. Gotcha. You said Z. I was wondering what what generation Z are we talking here? Uh, I mean, I I have the S thirty, so I have the seventy three two forty Z. That's kind of what. Yeah, bought that in 2013, 2014. and then after that, it kind of just made, made me really yeah. get into these cars, I guess. Well, at this point, you're a suspension guru, right? Let's call it what it is. So obviously yeah. you're going to do some some fun stuff with your car and you yeah. i mean up here it's no limit for you i mean and you and if you're any self-respecting um nissan or z business owner you obviously haven't touched it in probably two or three years like the rest of us yeah our own yeah. projects <laughs> so, yeah, so you've had a lot of planning time <laughs> talk about it what's, what's your plan for the car the plan for the car um so I, I i you know i honestly abandoned it for a while and i think now the plan is kind of start over start from scratch and almost go like tube frame and almost showcase showcase it of what the company can do and what i could build 
Um, that's the plan. I need life to settle down a little bit, but um, <laughs> hopefully in the next couple of years, I can start tinkering again. I got my garage back, so uh, at least I have a space to start working on stuff again. Good man, good man. Gotcha. You, you mentioned, um, uh, coming back to it, you said, okay, so uh, first Z car S30, okay, about 10 years back. Um, and w- where what was it that really made you like the light bulb that made you say, Hey, something needs to be improved or fixed or a product needs to be made. Uh, when did that come around? What was it? What was the first product? Like, like how did that all start? Yeah. So it really wasn't directly, you know, I was just, I was just a broke college kid when I was working on my, on my car. So I didn't have the money to spend on some of the companies that, you know, were selling parts and so then I started making my own you know, control arms and then suspension system and just wanted to make it like kind of a crazy build with a college kid budget. And so that's where I kind of learned, you know, how to fab, how to weld. And then I think out of the blue, someone on Facebook, oh, yeah, his name was Juan. He like met, reached out to me, messaged me. He's like, hey, can you build me a set of rear control arms and built it for him? The first design was not good, but you know it kind of made him <laughs> made it a lot better as the years Juan, if, came. If you're us. out there, please return the uh, the first prototypes. Yeah, of, uh, yeah. <laughs> do not let those go into public view or sell them on eBay. You uh, will go ahead and give you some store credit. Go ahead and return. Yeah, them. yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll take them back. I'll burn them. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's crazy though. It's like now you've got X amount of years under your belt, and like if you could look at your first stuff, you're just like, you know. But, is, but oh, that, yeah. you know that you know your quality level at this point is just it's phenomenal. So just a, a, a yeah. kudos, another shout out. But uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, no, we didn't definitely track. Our, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the first guys that were getting our stuff was was my welds, and I apologize in advance for those. <laughs> you don't want my welds, you know. <laughs> so, so. I've seen his welds. Yeah, you don't want his welds, man. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I mean, again, is this we're trying to get a feel of the whole the 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 origin story? So you you, you yeah. made it. For, we're making parts for yourself. Yeah. So I was. So my mom was kind enough to loan me her garage to work on my Z. And so that's where, you know, I was working on my Z. And from there, I had that guy reach out and um, I, I said, yeah, we can make you set of rear control arms. And from there, he posted them on Facebook and we got some feedback, made a few changes and, you know, made a website. Um, and so that's where I started selling just the rear control arms, I think up till, um 2018 and then we added the cross member the control arms and then shortly after the tie rods and the quick steering knuckles onto the site and that's where we kind of you know catapulted into just making one-off rear control arms maybe like one a month one every few months just for beer money into like you know kind of a legit company and selling you know a couple couple parts a day which which I could not keep up. It was just me. So then, um, so then, yeah, yeah, I, I, in 2019, I bought a house mostly for the garage. (laughs) You bought a garage with the house attached. Yeah. That's how you do it, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way to do it, brother. So then, yeah, moved everything out of my mom's garage and moved it into, into my garage. And that's where we started making, 
you know, uh, more production based parts. Like we got a little CNC so we can start keeping up with the demand. Um, and then, you know, hired my first employee there. And then we grew, we were in the garage for about two years. So 2020, wow. um, is when we moved out. Yeah. So, 2020, so, so you, I mean, you were cutting your teeth with the S30 chassis initially, right? I mean, at this point, I mean, the amount of applications that you have for that chassis and you could see that is just like, it's pretty vast. If you go to the website, you know, while we're on this interview, you could check things out. But I mean, you have these extreme race setups to, you know, a, um, a more evolved version of what your original stuff was. And then from there, I guess the next in the line, you, you know, and, and, and we're going to comment, I'm going to pull some comments in here in just a moment, but a lot of people started really giving you like a lot of thank you recognition for yeah. taking on the, you know, the, uh, the, the less known models or the less popular, like the Z31, 280ZX, yeah. but how did that chronologically happen? And I'll start with the S30, which was the yeah. next on the, on the list? Was it like 280ZX or? Yeah. So after after S30, we were we were primarily and solely on S30 up till 2021. 2021, we branched off and got into the 280ZX, um, mostly because th there was suspension that was made from them, but there wasn't. You know, there's still a few parts that weren't being made, and then um, there definitely wasn't anything for the rear. So the rear suspension kit really yeah. just kind of. Uh, Those guys were just ton. stuck and they were stealing everything out of junkyards to just <laughs> yeah, as a, lower as an cars, upgrade. The like this. Yeah. And the camera was all shot to hell. Yeah. yeah. So you, yeah. you probably honestly saved a lot of 280ZXs and started making them look cool because you yeah. could start getting yeah. the stances and then they could finally grip handle, you know, like actually yeah. you, were, either, you were starting to make, um, you know, a good grip vehicle. I mean, out there. Yeah. So that, I wouldn't necessarily yeah. say for like drifting. I mean, yeah, there's yeah. people that were probably doing that oh, with yeah. the products, but, yeah. but I mean, you were doing the all important stuff is, which is engineering real true stuff for application, like for, for usage. And, uh, yeah. and when I started going through your website and checking all that stuff, I was like, wow, this stuff is like yeah. not messing around. Like, so right. it was 280ZX and, and you started cutting your teeth on that. What happened from there? Yeah, so 280ZX came, and that I mean that was a that was a great great platform for us to jump jump into like the 510 and, and Z31 market because I think the 280ZX was one of those that was just like super neglected, and then they had those trailing arms, which you know are are great for certain applications, but are definitely not for you know a, a road racing or even like daily driving it if you're going to lower the car. And so with the 280ZX, we were almost able to you know quote unquote copy and paste onto the Z31 platform um, and the 510 platform. So we released 510 in May of 2022, sorry, May of 2022 on May 10th. So on 510 day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> good, good choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So release 510 and that, you know, that 510 was also one of those that nobody really made stuff for the rear. Um and the and I guess the the shops that were making it, it was like a one off thing. You'd send you know your whole car there. They would make a custom suspension system, or a lot of people were stuck with swapping you know the two forty SX multi link kits. It's a lot of cutting, yeah. and welding, and all that. Stuff. Oh, that's all there so, was. Yeah, there wasn't anything yeah. out there for a good time. So oh. yeah. And what, so 
what I'm going to do too, as we're talking, I'm going to share a slideshow. We've taken a few examples uh, from your website, uh, photos uh, for those who are really want to drive home like the complexity of these kits, man, and how impressive they really are. So when 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 you say cross members and you know, these these words, I really want people to to see exactly. Yeah, you're what you're. At, I wouldn't say you're downplaying it, but it's just like the amount of. Um, uh, engineering that went into these is is definitely definitely uh, deserve the kudos for that. I mean, yeah. I mean, and that's your whole front cross member section that we just saw, and that was kind of your yeah. bread and butter early on, right? That was just the, the money maker or the thing yeah. that sets you apart <laughs> in the business, if you will. Yeah, so, yeah, it definitely was. I think because uh, nobody was doing it, you know. Yeah, nobody really? was doing it, and then we offered it for the like RB swaps, Jay Z and LS swaps. And I think that was that really pushed it because it was modular. So somebody can, if they wanted to change their mind on, oh, I want to have a different motor or whatever, they can just buy the mounts from us and not have to change out all this other stuff. Yeah, it really makes it more of a plug and play, right? Less custom, more bolt on. Yeah. Just and 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 you're right. You were mentioning earlier just about the performance results that they would give. Uh, like again, some of these cars that are just they feel so sluggish or <laughs> uh, or loose loose control and and uh uh you're really able to stiffen these cars up and make them competitive uh, more competitive right uh, and fun to drive yeah. yeah your full race setups are just wild to dude, look they look at. so then, great dude. and then your strut tower bars i mean you you made a z31 engine bay look look retardedly cool like um you know with the with the strut towers and the 280zx sure. like that i know i know i'm sorry but uh that just yeah. oh, to take it back right there it's just like that's yeah. By far, it's one of my favorite strut towers, uh, strut tower bracings right. that, that exists. So, yeah, very cool. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, uh, going back to the store here, so you mentioned getting your own garage. You said you added you added some employees uh, getting into uh, uh, growth. I mean, where where do you stand now? What's, what's, uh, what's the business like at the moment, the size and business? What's business like? Yeah, so um... – I mean, as always, we always seem to like never, never catch our tail and always super busy, but um, we're, we're at seven employees now um, with me eight. Um, so yeah, I mean, we're definitely growing now. We're at a commercial location, about 4,500 square feet. Um, and then, you know, have a few CNCs under our belt, have a, you know, shipping a couple welders, uh, powder coating in house and, and yeah, it's a, <sighs> the full-on company now so i guess from five years ago I, we, yeah yeah well that's the thing so two things one you mentioned was the the powder coating now to me that's such such a cool option because yeah. i can't really think of any other company that offers that so so not only are, are you offering you know these control arms uh, but through the website you can cust you can select the 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 shade of color and I mean, well, put it, put it into perspective. I mean, for him, I mean, there's, there's applications that are modular, you know? So, I mean, that is a huge selling point. Mm -hmm. And then also to be able to offer powder coating or customization options for powder coating in house, um, you know, Oh, those were our first control arms. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, those the ones. Um, those are the ones. Figure out how to hit pause, man. This thing is not working. You know, actually, me, yeah. uh, a few things we've. You know, your 
the comments here have just kind of been blowing up here. They're amazing right uh, now. Yeah. But uh, I wanted to uh, give a shout out, and actually it was about some of your original uh, items here. Armando Garcia said, uh, I have those early uh, Apex artifacts. So uh, you might reach out to Armando <laughs> afterwards to get those a few more of those off the street or maybe offer an upgrade. <laughs> so, figure that out. So yeah. um, very kudos. Um, Matthew, um, who's on with us uh, all the time, um, I know he's actually a huge fan of yours because I've talked to him about you uh, with him in, sure. in a parking lot setting before. And he said, uh, yeah, they just started making uh, Z31 stuff recently. Yep. And uh, he's not right. He's not wrong. Um, you know, yeah. they, they have. If you go through the Apex website right now, um, there are tons of Z31 application stuff that's out there. Um, and how long has that been around? I mean, Z31, we've, we've only had for maybe four or five months. Um, yeah. And it, it's been incredible. Like, you know, we, we didn't expect to sell. So we, we had the front kit for a while and the front kit did really good. And then the Z31 rear, we just released on pre-order. Um, uh, I think December maybe. And then, you know, we're, we, we're starting to ship them this month, but the Z31 rear, I did not expect to sell as well. They did, but you know, it's the same concept that they had the trailing arms People were running through tires. You're lowering your car. Your camber's crazy. So Z31 rear was um, was a big sell, especially because you know prior to that, people were doing the S chassis multi-link swap, which which is still a great swap. But you know, for the guys that want to keep it bolt on that aren't going for a crazy lot of power, yeah, this is just like super easy for them just to swap yeah. it. Yeah. Another comment, uh, Zach Whittyauer, who's actually a, a big Z31. A uh, Texas guy here, uh, local to us, he said, uh, love that they offer Z31 parts, not too many companies offering quality suspension parts for them. Um, cool. So a, a little shout out there too as well. So yeah, you're getting the Z31 love tonight. Um, oh, yeah. We'll see if we can get yeah. any 280ZX guys to give you some love <laughs> too as well. The other uh, um, middle children, if you will, sadly enough, but uh, yeah. you know, th those guys don't yeah, get enough yeah, I thought for sure the um like the Datsun 510 or like 280ZX guy were gonna out out you know perform in sales compared to Z31, but Z31 is like our next runner right behind us 30 now. Just wow, that's crazy. crazy. Wow. Yeah. Are yeah. you are you getting a lot of requests for anything? Like anything else that's kind of on the horizon? Are you thinking about? Yeah, I mean, so so Z31 guys, um, you know, we fulfilled their for the stuff for their the, needs. Yeah, no, like their regular power level, you know, like sub 300 horsepower power level. Yeah. But the guys that were pushing the, you know, five, 600 horse, they wanted a stronger diff and stuff. So that's our next step is to make a 370Z differential swap, 88 swap, and then, you know, a 370Z front spindle swap. Kind of what we did with the S30, just making it for the Z31. So the guys that, it, it fulfills both people that the guys that have high horsepower and the guys that, you know, just kind of want OEM, uh, you know, wheel bearing stub axles, all that stuff. Nice. Nice. Yeah. There's wow. a, again, comments are blowing up here yeah, for you. Blowing tonight. up, man. Yeah. Um, yeah that's, that's going to be the tricky <laughs> one. <laughs> uh, Kyle said, Oh, look, it's my car. So I guess we, uh, we got a photo from one of yeah. from his S30, project. So, I assume. Yeah. yeah. Well, either way, though, either these are all great applications yeah. um, that you're kind of putting uh, down. So, yeah, kudos to everybody on the comments. You, um, you, you mentioned, by the way, so the powder coat, we covered powder coat. That's so cool that, again, it's custom. Did I see a glow-in-the-dark option there yeah. in these pictures? Yeah, we did a, a glow-in-the-dark about a few That's, weeks ago. 
that's nuts, yeah. man. Like, yeah, uh, and, and I mean, how how does somebody? That's not a stock. That's not a catalog item. I mean, so I mean, does someone if someone wanted that, do they just call you and ask, or yeah, how I mean, does that somebody, work? I didn't even I didn't even know that color existed. Like a guy, like, hey man, I want to order this. I want it in this color, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna send you some powder. Mean. All right, like, you're just <laughs> like what? <laughs> And I need so, you to uh, sign oh, yeah. for it. Don't ask any questions. But no, Mike said the same thing. The fluorescent powders, like I, I, I heard about them. I've never seen anybody utilize them in an application. But very, very cool that you. I mean, that's yeah. you don't get much more custom than that. So no, what's yeah. pretty cool? I thought with his was he was going to. So it's black light activated. So the black light is what activates the. Oh really? Basically. Okay. Um, so yeah, we put a black light over it and then turned all the lights off in the shop and took all the pictures and the videos. But what's pretty sweet put about on, it is like around some Jimi Hendrix. Just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what he was saying, like he was gonna put black lights in this wheel well and stuff. I'm like, ah, I mean, uh, it's not for everyone. Uh, but that's yeah, cool. yeah, I mean, that's definitely a sh like something show car that I would see. Yeah. Like, but I mean, the attention to detail, I, I can I can respect that. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So that is um. Yeah. Cade actually wanted to, um, had said, Hey, I apologize. I kind of jumped in a little late. Um, it, he goes, uh, really curious if you could give us a brief overview of your R and D design simulation and long-term testing philosophy Jesus. and methodology. Jesus Christ, Cade. We don't you want your life day. story, man. I don't yeah. Know. Give us the whole <laughs> thing. Uh, loving the S30 catalog and would love to get more clarity on how you arrive at these final design iterations. Jesus Christ! I'll you, I'm gonna I'm summarize gonna it on this. On yeah. we'll, we'll summarize it for Cade, uh, and he can message you on an email to ask yeah. you about the rest <laughs> of your blood type. And <laughs> just, yeah. but no, uh, but it is actually a really good, entertaining question. If yeah. you care to attack it, no, absolutely. So, um, actually, we'll we'll give Kyle's. He's in the chat. We'll give Kyle's as an example. So, when we were developing the rear for Kyle's for the Z31 suspension i kyle brought his car over he took off all the suspension and stuff and the first thing that i do is i'll 3d scan um the bottom of the car wherever i gotta get my suspension points and then from that i'll take a 3d scan of the um original suspension and from having both 3d scans it makes it pretty nice so then you can start simulating the original suspension in the as the car as it goes under bump, under corners and all that. And then from there, you can kind of set your improvements. So you can assume, you know, where the strut towers are, measure out where the strut towers. So then you have, you know, good geometry going all the way up to your strut towers. You reduce bump steer and all that other stuff. Um, and that's generally how I do it. I'll take 3D scans of the car and I'll take 3D scans of the suspension. And from there, you know, have the hard points stay the same, which would be, you know, where you mount it onto the car or where the existing holes are. And then from there, just kind of do our fancy footwork and, and all the stuff in between. And then when it comes to testing, we try to do like real world. We'll do our simulations on the computer and then we'll do the real world testing on, you know, uh, a car that'll definitely try to beat the heck out of our stuff. So before we released the uh, front suspension, we had Kyle and his track, the Z31, you know, beat the heck out of it made sure nothing broke and then from there we went into production so it's the same thing that we do for so go out there dare them to break it and uh just go out there yeah. beat the crap out of it try to break something so yeah yeah that's honestly that's not yeah. the 
that's not the first time I've heard that methodology. Yeah. And it yeah. has come from successful businesses, you know, and, yeah. uh, and utilizing that methodology. So, yeah. 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 I definitely got ahead of it in years past that like really rush to release a product before it's tested and yeah, regretted those. So now I kind of make it as a, well, you've learned from your mistakes yeah. and that's, yeah. you know, but that's cool, man. Um, a few more comments here. Yeah. Uh, Zach again, uh, commenting, said the rear suspension is a nice, nice option. Uh, since the factory rear suspension is the weak point on the Z 31. And, yeah. um, yeah, I would totally agree. Um, let's see here. Um, a few more questions. Uh, Kate said, sorry, is the legit reasonable question. And it is honestly, Kate, I was just yeah. a little, I hope so. <laughs> I, I hope we were able to answer uh, much of most of that. It sounds like you had. I mean, again, yeah. so coming from OEM hardware, taking the 3D scans, grabbing the critical dimensions that you need to maintain, and then now you've got adjustability that you can put in that to uh, allow for yeah. uh, either a, a suspension correction or uh, – and I assume, too, actually a question I had was, I assume these parts are lighter than factory in most cases. Yeah, is that, is that fair yeah. to say, or what kind of? Yeah, are, are they lighter? Yeah, I think they're like, like I don't know the S thirty uh, because I never really figured out the weight, but I know the Z thirty one our front cross member shaves like eight pounds um, off of the front good. cross member. But, but um, I mean, yeah, even at weird. that, even if you're hitting that or even gaining a little bit, but I mean, look at the rigidity aspects you're getting on some of this stuff yeah. and the, the articulation change, yeah. you know, uh, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. There's like some parts that we just can't, you know, like, I know like the steering knuckles, ours are, you know, a few ounces heavier because the, the original ones are cast. Like we're not going to be able to nah, cast. You're not going like to step back so, yeah. on that and go yeah. back go backwards it makes yeah, no we sense. try to make it as light as possible right, assuming right. that you know um, try to make it so if somebody hits a wall geometry you know, lighter um uh, i i was thinking too um uh yeah in terms of testing i mean say track days i mean again are, are you sending prototypes out to just some of your better best customers or for those is there like a could anybody just say hey i want to test your stuff or how do you pick uh yes, you know, I mean, local or we generally try to do local unless it's something like, you know, like a motor mount or something that he's like, Hey, like I want to swap this um, motor in it. And then we'll, you know, we'll make the prototypes and we can send the motor mounts if he's already got our cross member and stuff. If it's this major suspension stuff, we generally try to do it locally, but it is also hard because we're in Wisconsin. So you yeah, know, there's not <laughs> a lot of the yeah. number of, and, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So the number of people that you can go with or, you know, go with and, and have them tested is definitely limited. But, um, you know, stuff like major suspension will have people do it. And then if they have like a an idea like, hey, I want to get into you guys should make parts for these cars. If we see like, yeah, you know, we have it in our capacity um, and it's something that we can definitely market. We would if they send us the original parts, we'll take care of trying to source a chassis here. So we'll, you know, 3D scan their parts and then, um, or if, or if they can even send their whole car, which they've done once, but, um, you know, we'll scan their whole car. And then mm -hmm. from there we can, we would essentially exchange all our parts for no cost to them and help of R and D and stuff. Okay. Okay. I, um, I was thinking, I, I put one picture here. I'm sorry to, again, I had a little bit of a connection issue there. I'm sorry. Um, uh, <laughs> 
I, I was mentioning, I was looking at this one, this one uh, picture here, and I love this setup. But I, you know, I've only I've seen it on a few other like custom builds, but um, that's obviously not stock. I mean, so yeah. about the full what's race the story, application. What's the story on this? Yeah, tell tell us about the development on that system because yeah. we've we absolutely love these this is great this looks so yeah. cool again yeah i've seen videos of it you know live while you're running and you just see the shocks yeah. you know at, go you know move as you're driving it's just so fun to watch you know uh, yeah <laughs> yeah so um actually like the first prototype of that was on my personal z okay. and that's before i started the company or anything like that um and that's the way i built my z's i got rid of the strut towers completely and because I had a double upper and lower control arm, I was able to do that. And then I made the shocks all that attached to like the floor. So instead of having the strut towers up there, I just had it go onto the floor and had the coil over to the back. Um, so pretty much like tubbed the car in that sense. And then like it was cool concept, but it never would be bolt on. And so then once, you know, a few years down, once we had a two years under our belt or three years under our belt, I was like, yeah, you know, it'd be cool to just do this because I always wanted to do this for my own car, but it would be cool to make it bolt on for other customers. And so, um, and that picture there was of a customer in Canada that we actually went all the way to Canada and helped him install and did a whole video. Um, oh, wow. So you that, went so to yeah. Canada and helped him install it? Yeah. Yeah. I went wow. to Canada. I think like. That's so I, think cool. I drove like 15 hours up there, did the Whoa! install <laughs> 15 hours back. But no, I mean, it, it was so much fun. Like it was, it was cool to be there. And Jeff, the owner of that car is like just awesome. And he has a Hellcat motor in that Z. Just oh my what? Yeah. Yeah. He's got like a Hellcat motor. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's but, nuts, man. That's, yeah, well, that's all. everybody's like saying some awesome clients. Yeah, everybody's right? jumping in saying road trip. So it's like, uh, well, <laughs> let, let's set expectations here. That's probably not a normal business function unless Ohm says it is. But uh, yeah. yeah, I can't see Ohm taking off to uh, work on everybody's cars, but he can definitely <laughs> supply you with uh, with good suspension hotness uh, should right, you reach yeah. out to them. <laughs> so yeah. I, I I wanted to. Uh, touch back on what you're talking about you know we're talking about the growth and again we got into the tech of it too but all of this all of these this 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 entire all the development the 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 ramp the momentum that you've gained too it's been in a relatively short period of time i mean you, you, i think yeah. you mentioned the first arms in 2018 yeah yeah the first couple rear control arms 2018 and i mean we're we've been i think we like doubled year over year for the last three, four years. I think this last year is when we kind of slowed down and grew only 30%, which is still a lot, but like every year. Great number. That, yeah. And we, yeah. and we talked during like uh, offline the other day and you mentioned in uh, they that, you know, COVID hit the industry in all different types of uh, yeah. uh, aspects. But, yeah. you know, when we talk with folks in the industry, like yourself, and we kind of ask about, hey, did COVID kind of hinder you in any way? And, you know, what happened to that time period uh, with Apex? Yeah, so, I mean, we were definitely blessed with COVID. And unfortunately, a lot of other companies weren't. But, you know, we were blessed in the fact that um, our clientele grew, the customer base, you know, they were at home, essentially. Um, 
And so they wanted to work on their projects. So yeah, we had crazy growth in 2021 when, when COVID hit, especially in the beginning, because I would say in the beginning, it was a little bit, you know, quiet because people were still uncertain. But then, yeah, once, once people were got at home and got their stimmy checks, it went. I was going to say the stimmy checks is probably, <laughs> I mean, the government basically, uh, um, put a nice little chunk of money in your back pocket because everybody yeah. had the stim money. Yeah. Make it rain. I'll take the apex. That's where the all the fancy stuff came in, man. Yeah. Uh, everybody was getting loaded up, but yeah, it's I cannot yeah. see why not. You know, it's just yeah. uh, everybody was kind of getting their projects done and calling you in. I mean, were you just getting just blitz with orders at that time or requests? Yeah, for it, was, development? it was just insane. Well, it was unfortunate about it because you know we we were we were getting more orders than we can put out so we were getting for every 10 orders we were only putting out like five because we were waiting on vendors because you know this was an oh. industry wide so like a lot of our vendors yes. were slowed down or supply well, chain and then materials i i heard yeah. was uh, like even steel in general steel, was affecting steel 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 yeah. a lot of our bearings like polyurethane had a crazy short so like all our bushings and stuff um polyurethane had a crazy shorter so we couldn't get bushings or anything like wow. that for like arms and stuff so yeah it was it was pretty crazy and then you know we we i, I guess like you know for me because i I'm, I'm i don't have a business degree or anything like that so i i don't i'm kind of winging it right like well, well you're doing great <laughs> by the way yeah. so yeah. that's how you but, do it that's how you that's how you got to do it man you just jump in with yeah. both feet give it a hundred percent you know yeah so but <laughs> yeah but in that sense, it kind of made us so we had to adapt and you know order more in bulk and order and, and and take that take that risk of leveraging yourself out and you know ordering a lot of steel and a lot of you know bearings and bushings and all this stuff at a time, which I wasn't used to. I ran it super lean and we do still considering, but it's you know, we we definitely played a lot more aggressive during the COVID time to kind of keep lead times lower yeah. um and kind of push myself out of that comfort zone there. Next thing you know, you're getting bulk discounts. You're making it rain with yeah. Yeah, which is something that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, a few more questions here, and then uh, we'll, we'll uh, move on and jump on because we have a whole tech section um, uh, planned up here shortly Again. where you can save your questions. So if you have really nerdy questions on the Nissan Nerd Podcast, <laughs> this is exactly what we're here for. Yes. Um, and we'll kind of start off with this, um, you know, with the future of the business uh, before we get into that. But Jay uh, Zink actually had a really good question. Um, he wanted to say, what's the future outlook for uh, apex um vehicle model wise are you planning to follow in the footsteps of um t3 <laughs> um well vehicle outlook wise we're we're trying to branch off into different uh kind of more neglected vehicles but also vehicles that people seem to swap a lot so um a lot of people seem to swap the 240sx um parts and so we're, we're considering getting into the 240sx market Ooh, um yeah. which we we do have a lot of stuff like already prototyped and but we're just not ready to release it because we just don't have the infrastructure um so you know the 240sx we got some bmw stuff bmw e30 36 e46 stuff that is prototyped um ready to release but hopefully once we either get into more place another place or my hire a little more staff will be able to keep up with those sort of demands um but yeah i, I think the e30 e bmw e30 market 36 and e46 would be something that we're actively pursuing and we might try to release it by the end of the year 240sx we hope to release by if not this year maybe next year um as far as this year goes 
we do want to create like the 370Z version, um, kind of what we did with the S30 for the 240, uh, 280ZX, 510, and the Z31. And then as well as kind of making a few more parts for the S30, we're making some pretty baller billet hood hinges. They're just like beauty pieces. They're not real suspension, but they look cool. Um, fender braces. <laughs> make, make some fender braces. Fender braces. Fender okay. braces. We, do. I think we make fender braces for the S30. Really? Why yeah. do I, man, did I totally miss that? Oh, man. Yeah, yeah that's my. That's one of my favorite <laughs> upgrades um, for yeah. vehicles. It's like they don't get enough of it. People no, like, and I mean, they're cheap, you know, to, to – Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we make it pretty pretty cheap too. I mean, a lot of guys, if they have the capacity, you know, you're more power to you. Do it yourself. But yeah, I mean, yeah. we sell them for one twenty five. But um, that's kind of my plan. One twenty five on the website. <laughs> <laughs> I totally skipped over that. Yeah, but yeah, fender braces are like my favorite thing. One yeah. of my favorite upgrades, personally. Yeah, it's a solid upgrade. So, but um, um, I wanted to ask a few more questions, and we're going to get into the tech aspect of uh, of our show here, but. Um, you know, uh, what's a typical day look like for you? You know, like uh, when you're uh, not necessarily rising out of bed, but once you walk sure. through the sacred halls of Apex, um, you know, what uh, what's your day run into? You fill in orders, you, you're you on the welder. Yeah. I mean, yeah. personally, what are you doing? Me yeah. personally? Oh, geez. These days, these yeah. days. These days. Yeah. These days. Um, well, it depends because some are just uh, crazy. Um, and other days, you know, run really smooth. Um, so I would say when I, when I start, every day is a little different, but you know, if it's like a Monday, it's usually getting customer orders out, um, figuring out what the shipping room would, would do. Uh, we do have a shop lead, his name's Riley. So he's been super helpful with like scheduling everyone's days and all that. So I don't do as much of the direct management side of things but i tend to kind of oversee like the larger projects like i'll do in the morning i'll go into the shipping room usually and you know see if there's any hiccups going on there and i'll stop by welding um there's you know something that they have questions on or anything like that um and then from there i try to get a little bit of designing in. i don't get a ton of designing in during the day while i'm at the shop which sucks right Uh, when operations are going just yeah yeah, it's one you know, putting out fires and then answering customer calls and vendor calls and all that. So most of my day, I would say like 30, 40% of my day is just on the phone. But then the time that it's not, it's usually around the shop and <laughs> helping the guys out. But then, but then I get to What's come home and, and design in peace. Okay. Yeah. So you have yeah. to do it on the, you have to gaslight. Yes. Get <laughs> gaslight. You're the gaslight your own company. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I mean, it. You know, I I almost What's like your favorite it that part? I have that. What's your favorite, What's my favorite part? part? Is it? Yeah, I mean, you don't. You, um, I mean, don't say you love it all, but you got to have a favorite. Is it sitting there on the computer doing the design and no. figuring out something nobody's ever done before, or is it just it's, straight grinding and welding? I think I have my moments. I think uh, when I start a new project, it's super fun, but then. I like lose sometimes the momentum after a little bit. So, then, oh, yeah. you know, I'll, yeah, like my favorite projects are like the small ones, like the, the, like the 280ZX differential mount that we just released. Like it was just fun. It was like a little tiny little project. It, it was good. But then some of these bigger suspension overhauls, like kind of, you know, they, they take sometimes weeks, sometimes a few months and they kind of tend to be tedious. So then I, then I end up being lazy and then go on the floor. And then I, I like doing that. Like 
just being on the floor, being in the shipping room, assembling stuff. I think assembling is my favorite part. If I had to do anything, I, I would assemble in the shipping room. Um, but yeah. uh, that that's, At, yeah, <laughs> I can't do that all the time. I remember some, and it comes down to like a, like a, a momentum aspect, like a, an emotional momentum. When you see things being done, it, it really yeah. uh, is, is a booster, a morale booster even too. So yeah. It, yeah seeing yeah. where the rubber hits the road you know yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i think when we like from a prototype to one of the first few products or at least the the first true prototype that's tangible that's in your hands i think that's what keeps me going because it's like oh wow this was on a computer or just an, just a scribbles on some notebook paper a while ago so i think that that's what's fun but yeah i i, I I do tend to enjoy being in the shipping room and just assembling parts a lot more, which I'm sure my employees will say that they prefer not me not to be there because <laughs> I just micromanage. Them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you know, you mentioned one thing too, or you mentioned this offline uh, the other day, and I thought it was really, really cool the way you mentioned it is that when it comes to suspension, this level of work it's not really your common diy guy that does this yeah. type of work it's not an air filter Ooh. yeah he's dropping off back and forth my apologies folks can you hear me in my back yeah you're back yep. go ahead sorry sorry about that it's Fine. it's it's complex work just even by design and just by the amount of uh uh manpower that you're doing this stuff I, you were mentioning the instructions that come with this product, and yeah. uh, first of all, I think the one what you have now is is very thorough. But you're even thinking about going even more detailed. Uh, yeah. Is, is yeah, right? I think. Yeah, I think the next step. Which add a pie chart. Add a pie chart. A pie chart. No, we're just joking. We're just messing with. <laughs> No, honestly, yeah. yeah, your instructions, honestly, I like them. And you were like, oh, we're going to step that up. We're going to, we're going to kick, kick it up. How? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think our instructions are good, but I think there's, there's a lot of room for improvement. I think because, you know, like as car guys, when there's something wrong, the generally the first thing that we do is like, you know, how do you fix this on Google? And then Google, you realize like, it's not super detailed so you go on youtube right away and i think that's kind yes. of my goal is to start making really good thorough youtube videos and yes you know i not now that i got my garage back we converted into a studio with all the nice fancy lights and stuff which would be where we start filming so one of my uh friends that's local here he dropped off his s30 and we're doing a full install of the track attack all the way down to just regular knuckles and control arms and tie rods because i think that's going to be crucial for the people who are installing it and also the shops because shops will probably use that data and install video to quote a job and we have we work really closely uh, with a lot of shops like godzilla raceworks or um oh, wow. z car garage and then uh jdm legends and Dothan Spirit and so like all these other shops that are yes. regular customers of ours, they they know it how to install it because they've done it so many times, you know. But it would be nice to grow our aperture and then you know for 
for shops that will say, yeah, you know, we, we want to see a video because we don't know anything about Dotson's. It'd be nice to have that. Yeah, part. I will say I'll, I'll read through instructions, but I'm getting, as I get older, cause I, you know, videos were never existent for us, you know, back when we were kind of in the game or, you know, it was just forums instructions that you got. And yeah. then, you know, always reference the factory service manual. That was it. That's, all, that's yeah. all the tools we had, you know, in our toolbox, if you will. Um, to get that done so the video really does is a game changer and you have other companies that are utilizing that that makes sense for you to evolve to that um, and get that out there for you plus you know it's always nice to have the notoriety and uh, and and it's a really good marketing uh, piece too as well so yeah Yeah. kudos yeah we hope to finish the youtube videos in like end of this month because i think Uh, it'd be yeah it'd it'd be definitely useful for a lot of people okay um, so at this point, we're going to open up the floor, if you will, or the chat, um, up to some tech questions. There already has been a few questions and I'm going to go ahead and, um, jump back to those. We want to make sure those folks haven't been left on. So this is the part where you're going to have to explain everything for your methodology at this point. But, uh, and I'll start off with the first question from Forrest. Um, he, he asked us a little while ago, he said, uh, what's the advantage of running cantilever rears? Um, is there more space for the tires with that application? Um, so, yeah, so a cantilever rear. So he's referring to the track tech rear suspension yeah. kit. So, yeah, you have more space for your tire. You'll with the upper and lower control arm, you have more uh, control over your camber curve. So depending on, you know, how you adjust and what hole you select, you can choose to go more aggressive on your camber curve if you're going on a really, you know, banked track like Laguna Sega. Or if you're going on a more flatter track, then you can, you know, reduce that camber curve, which is something that you generally don't have with the standard McPherson strut that's factory in the car. Um, In terms of more space, yeah, the push rod does allow you to run a wider tire. It does depend on what wheel size you run. You know, if you're running a smaller diameter um, or sorry, a larger diameter wheel, then you would almost get the same amount of tire space. But um, if you're running a smaller one, yeah, it does improve your your wheel clearance and you're able to fit a fatter tire in the back. Hmm. Okay. Um, another question from Forrest. And by the way, if anybody is in the chat right now and you have questions uh, for Ohm, now is the time. Just drop them yeah. in the comments and we'll try to sort through them as long as we don't go uh, too crazy over time tonight. Um, <laughs> but uh, um, actually, this was another question um, from the same person, uh, Forrest. He asked, what uh, simulator are you using? And, and it, keep in mind, this this is something proprietary. You don't have to answer that. Um, it's yeah. if you choose to answer that question or not. I think you it's can bow out related or yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, as far as simulation for suspension, I won't uh, comment on that. But as far as simulation for FEA testing, uh, we use Autodesk Inventor, and then every once in a while we use Pro E Creo. Um, really depends on what we're trying to test. Um, so we notice like Autodesk Inventor is is good for doing a lot more assemblies and. Um, I guess kind of gets you a, a good rough number. Pro E Creo is a lot more engineering based, so it's a really finite. So you have to, you know, once you get your Autodesk Inventor um, numbers figured out, I generally try to double check it using Pro E um, because it's a lot more, I guess, technical, if you will. Okay, makes sense. Yeah, I'm, 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 I use in, in my day job. I use Inventor pr- pretty often, and you're right. It's there are other software packages that have more features than Inventor yeah. in general. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, 
I had a question actually uh, for <laughs> from, myself. From Miles. Um, yeah, okay. Well, I, this is more of like installation questions. Um, and this is the trick I've been using for a while. Is like, so say for instance, you've got a brand new arm that you're going to about to fit to a car and then you're powder coating it or in my particular case, POR 15, an entire <laughs> frame or whatever, putting something on. Now the trick when you're putting gussets and you're going to weld those onto a chassis, um, yeah. a trick that I've used in the past is, is if I'm going to put those gussets in and weld those in is I've always used a washer as an added space for when I'm putting in the, the, to give me that, that uh, yeah, to, yeah, basically to, to make up for the, the spacing that I'm going to have to fight when that powder coat goes on. And we're talking all those extra mills of paint are on the inside and I'm trying to, ram that or grind that down is there any oh, other like yeah. little is there any other like little trick that you kind of use when you're when you're fitting on these things you know post post production and like a customer has them and they're trying to get them in for powder coating or something like that anything yeah so so like i guess one thing that we did just company wide and it's it only really works for some of our colors or, or the colors that we standard offer if a customer came in and went to like a, a pink that was on that slideshow or something like that that's a considered dual stage so it requires a clear coat so that that's thicker yeah okay, and so yeah, we yeah. don't we don't account for that because 95 percent of our customers don't have that they're all single stage but we generally add you know let's say if a whole diameter is supposed to be for a half inch bolt you know we'll add a couple of thousands um to that diameter so instead of 0.5 we'll do 0.505 okay so it just opens that hole a little bit so once we do add powder to it they'll be oh. Nice, man. Look at you. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's it, it sucks. Like, it really is a thing, and you're just like, Makes sense. Oh, here I go, well, break out the well. dremel, and let's yeah. let's go that, or let's, you know. Yeah, what sucks is when I when wild. I forget to account for it, and then I'll, like, send something to laser, and we'll get all these parts back, and I'm like, oh, shoot, now you have to drill all these out. <laughs> yeah. uh, so when you, I mean, you're doing everything raw, I mean, from what I can tell, and then powder coating all in house mm -hmm. is the, um, I, I, and, and you don't, again, proprietary, you don't have to answer this, but is there, um, have you learned anything from powder coating on your own? Like any, any tips that you would um, want to give somebody? Like if they're, Hey, I want to get this done or I want to get that done. Is, is there any like feedback that you would probably give somebody when they're considering these custom colors or options, things like that? Yeah, I mean, so you're doing a custom color. The first thing I I always tell people to consider is like durability, because a lot of a lot of the colors, like say that glow in the dark color, um, you know, it's not it's not a very durable color. It's like a matte finish. Generally, mattes aren't super durable. They'll leave fingerprints easily, and then they'll scratch super easily. Um, and then if it's just a transparent color, like some people will have a transparent copper. Um, but there's no base coat. And there's no top coat. Those are also kind of like the the less durable colors. So I generally like certain customers will are super picky on color and they're like, yeah, I'm going to drive the car 50 miles a year. Then yeah, you can do whatever color you want. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as far as color goes, then I'd always recommend people going with like a single stage or at least a weird matte color with a cat, like a, a flat clear over it because okay. that's, that's otherwise it's going to scratch super easy. And then, um, if, if somebody was like trying to figure out how they start powder coating or what they, what to do when they're powder coating, I would recommend getting a decent powder coating gun. Uh, I know there's a lot of companies that sell them for like 120 bucks and stuff, but they really wouldn't 
get you good adhesion. And so if you sandblast apart really well, um, it could all be for nothing because the gun itself might not adhere really well. And then high quality powder would be the second thing okay. or third thing. The right powder. And, and yeah. Dogo, do you cringe when you see wrinkle uh, wrinkle coat going on the lowest suspension item uh, sometimes? Like if it's going to be something that's going to, you know, just the dirty aspect, all that dirt yeah. and rhyme is Okay, yeah. I, I, yeah. Just, I, I see, I've seen it on like lower yeah. bars or tension bars and I'm just like, and that's wrinkle coat. And when yeah. you go to clean that stuff up, you're just like, oh my god! Like yeah. it just it bites to it, like it does. like, oh it, like the dirt. The dirt really, really sticks on wrinkle. the 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 upside of wrinkle coat is it's super durable. It's like bed liner, so it it will hold way more than a gloss color. It just sucks because it's gonna it's gonna be a pain in the butt to clean. Like the dirt will so get trapped. In valve covers, really strut tower braces, everything above above the wheel line yeah that's, yeah that's so always have, been my methodology yeah yeah we have a color called hammered black and it's like best of both or hammered gray sorry it's best of both worlds where you get the durability of the wrinkle color but then you have the clean ability of a gloss color so that's kind of what we really like and it hides oil it hides dirt really well because it's got black and gray both into the same color like a specs so but it's not for everyone and it's like that's what sucks because 90 percent of our customers will pick just a regular hammered black um uh -huh. but the big thing that comes back to us is yeah i got dirty quick <laughs> <laughs> it's true i only know that because i did that on a project and i was like yeah i was under the car constantly you know cleaning up my wrinkle finish but i will say it looks cool um matthew yeah, uh, comments, he goes wrinkle looks sick kyle said yeah. but the wrinkle looks so rad it's yeah he, you know he's I mean, not the nice wrong yeah the, the nice thing with wrinkles like overseas they have like really strict inspections and stuff and so a lot of guys will order our stuff as wrinkle black because once they get when they go to get their car inspected <laughs> it's harder to see if it's back yeah they don't, they, ah. <laughs> that's why they rattle can engine bay black you know yeah. it, it's true it's because you don't want the spatter then you're looking yeah. for it it's just like okay yeah, so, yeah tech it's back great yeah those Nazis. So it is what it is. <laughs> but yeah, with that. Um, so that's going to go ahead and wrap up tech. I, I, I think we pretty much ran through everybody's questions for the most so. part, or we're yeah. kind of running low on time anyway. So, but um, you know, at this point, um, you know, you've come a long way um, mm -hmm. and it sounds like you've got a lot of really good people in your corner. Um, you know, um, did you want to give out any shout out to anybody uh, you have a long list of people you'd like to kind of thank at this point. Well, yeah, I mean, first and foremost, my wife, um, she's definitely been very patient with me with how much I work. <laughs> and um, so that that's, you know, without her, I don't think, you know, we'd, we'd be where we're at. So she was helping me pack parts when we're, you know, it's on Saturday date nights and stuff. Um, yeah. But um so yeah i mean i'd definitely like to thank her um my parents because they've been my mom's a very forgiving person especially with me taking over her entire garage <laughs> and yeah. building my car uh so you know her and then all my staff like uh you know riley jack dane cam grant tyler like all these guys they've been just solid um jack just got his three years um at our company a few days ago 
And oh, uh, yeah, just uh, all everyone else is going to be they're already on their second year, and then in a little bit they'll be on their three years. So yeah, we we kept staff really well, which I'm super super proud of. That's for sure. Good retention, man. Good job. Awesome, yeah. dude. Yeah. Any any vendors or customers you want to give a shout out to besides everybody that's on tonight? <laughs> with us, but, yeah, besides the Apex gang, but uh, yeah, I mean, any vendors or, or customers or influencers? Yeah, and you can give a shout out to people in chat. Anybody yeah. you want, man. But yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the, we did that Power Nation TV. We sponsored them on, um, and they're on YouTube, and and they've they've done a pretty awesome Z build. They showcase their products really well. Ben Court who had that black S30 that's was on the slideshow. He tracks his stuff with our full kits and really beats the hell out of them. Kyle, who's in the chat, um, you know, he, he, he has our full front suspension kit with the Z31, which has been pretty awesome. And then, um, yeah, besides that, I mean, like our vendor or our customers, like Godzilla Raceworks, they're awesome. Um, they're out in Texas. And then Dot the Spirit out in Virginia, JDM Legends out in Utah. Uh, I'm not gonna remember all of them. So. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> of course, you're, not to put you on the spot or nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you you've actually are pro in Texas. Much. Like, yeah, yeah, I know. I'm I'm not gonna. <laughs> if they're listening to this and I forget your name, like I still value you a lot. <laughs> of course, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there, you know, for the nameless folks that we've left off here tonight, there is a just a general kudos to you. So don't feel uh, salty if we forgot anybody in particular. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. But, Honestly, uh, man, I <laughs> I did want to mention here too. Again, for the guys, uh, if we haven't made it abundantly clear enough for those who are listening and for those who are watching uh, with us tonight, that if you've got any, uh, if you own any early model Datsun Nissan cars, and the chances are Apex Engineers got some product to support your build. So I definitely want to direct them to your site. Uh, it's ApexEngineer.com. Did yep. I get that right? Yep. Okay. And uh, I know social media, again, I'm a personal fan of the social media, Instagram Reels, uh, Facebook. Uh, as we, Again, I just, I would just say for me, for me to you, man, keep making those, man. I, I, yeah. I enjoy watching them. Yeah, I know they're fun to make. It's fun to see the guys get creative and stuff, yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, for anybody listening today, I, I, you know, we followed you, obviously both Mike and I subscribed to everything you have. And you do run um, discounts and codes from time to time. Um, for those that do they need to subscribe or you just kind of let them know about the code and is there anything current um, that you're running right now uh, right now we have a discount always on the down low uh, if you sign up to our newsletter um, through our website it'll have a little pop-up and it'll say uh, stay in the loop if you put in your email it'll spit you out a code um, and that's valid till pretty much whenever um, and so nice. and then we always run our yeah. annual black friday sale we might sneak a few sales in this year just for fun Hint, hint, there might be a tax season sale, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. First of the year, man. Do it. Do tax it. Tax season, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, you know, we just want to make sure that we're fully stocked and, you know, keep our lead times low. So that's why we generally don't have a ton of sales a year. But yeah, we always have, um, you do one or two sales. But if you, if you sign up for that newsletter, you get a you get a discount right off the bat. And then usually if you call me, I'll, I'll give you something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I saw, I saw always... you on the podcast. Yeah. I saw you on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nerd. What's the code for that? Just said nerd. Nissan nerd. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's a uh, twenty point zero 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 one. 
percent code versus. Oh yeah, 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 exactly. Got it's gonna it. be... We gotta take it. Oh, so. The smallest <laughs> discount will be the nerd discount. <laughs> It'll actually hurt you by using the Nissan Nerd promo code. Don't, don't use our. Yeah, don't use any. Actually, they add money on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, honestly, man. Um, again, uh, thank you for coming on with us here, uh, Om, and taking the time to chat with us this evening. I, I know you're very busy. Dude, Obviously, busy. you're gonna get, you're gonna go right back to designing some more stuff when you're done oh, with this right. uh, for <laughs> the rest of the night. So uh, into the into the night, you're yeah. gonna keep designing. So, but again, right. man, thanks again for coming on with us. No, um, absolutely. So we, it was a pleasure to have you on. Um, you know, we would love to have you at a future time when you yeah. start developing a new platform. Definitely come on, talk to us, nerd out we'll on the chat with us again sometime. So that'd be awesome. Yeah, no, let's let's do it. I'm uh, super happy you guys invited me. It was a lot of fun. Oh, man. It was uh, great to have you. Enjoyed Thanks again it, man. With us yes. tonight. But, uh, and let us know in the future if we can support you in any way. And um, if there's anything in the community that you'd like to shout out about, uh, definitely yes. let us know too uh, as well. Anything along the way, if you want us to share like, hey, share the word, you need to we, see we this. For you. Let us yeah. know, and yeah. we'll definitely plug it if we need to, and uh, for you, anything we can help the business out with. So let us know. Awesome. I appreciate it, guys. Oh, no problem, man. Uh, we're gonna no kick you to the virtual green room, and then you can hang out with us uh, for the after party, if you will. <laughs> after so. party. <laughs> <laughs> but but thanks. Awesome. Uh, yeah, go to the uh, enjoy we'll the, the the the. The virtual beers in the virtual green room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks thanks again, man. Yeah, yeah. All right. Later, guys. That's it. Dude, that was awesome, man. I think that's all I got for the night. Um, You know, for anybody on with us here, thank you for being on. Um, Again, uh, thank you for uh, chatting with us and, of course, with Ohm. Um, We had a blast. It was great. But um, I've enjoyed it. Anything else you want to kind of give a shout out for? Yes, uh, of course, guys. Uh, if you are on social media, uh, like, share, and subscribe. Uh, primarily, we're looking at our uh, Facebook page. Of course, is the uh, the common. Uh, I want to say the, the most posts that we make are through Facebook. We've actually been growing into Instagram uh, more often. It's been doing pretty good. Uh, the new one is, that we've been doing here is our YouTube channel, guys. If y'all are uh, wanting to see, uh, of course, this is the the live stream though. But we will s- literally. Uh, drop this pre it'll be pre-recorded at this time uh onto the youtube channel uh we're going to be dropping those i believe uh, by the end of this weekend um what i've been doing here in the last two weeks is that you know up until now when we when we would release an episode on youtube it would be the entire episode and these episodes can get long you know we're right about the two hours even even now but what i've been doing here lately is actually uh cutting up the videos into bite-sized segments so you can literally enjoy it a little bit easier you kind of get to see uh into fun sizes fun size exactly so low calorie (laughs) low calorie maybe keeps the attention up you know i've been trying to hone my video editing skills and so uh as a result we've been getting some some better videos on youtube so if for any of you that are with us uh definitely subscribe and i believe when videos are released uh there is some sort of notification that uh, will let you know um how you can watch us uh, in more and more ways for sure. But again, thank you for the continued support, like, follow, and uh, subscribe. And uh, we'll try to keep you updated as we uh, take on new interviews and take on new news and cover motorsports for this year, which is going to be a lot. 
So uh, stay on with us for 2023. Other than that, that's all I got, man. Um, yeah. yeah. You, got, you got anything left? What do you got? I got a little bit left. You got a little bit? I got some I got some as well here, guys. Again, guys, uh, thank you for giving for being Every time you go loud, you cut off. But uh, we're going to go ahead and just cut off Mike for the rest of the night. I'm going to go ahead and take the lead into the night. Uh, Kampai, one last one for the road. Yeah. And thank you all for being on with us here tonight. Uh, again, our apologies about the uh, the blips and the the bleeps, the bleeps and the creeps. So we're going uh, yeah, to get on we'll, that. Yeah, we'll, 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 uh, that we'll make sure that we're not doing dial up anymore for you guys out there. Sustainability. <laughs> but again, uh, thank you for being on with us here tonight. Um, you know, get in your garage. I always like you better when you're in the garage. So get in there and do something cool for this weekend. And uh, we'll see you uh, until the next time of the Nissan Nerd Podcast. Thank you for being on with us tonight. All right, guys. All right. Again, we'll see you in about two weeks. Next episode. Again. Later, guys. Go away. Go. (laughs) Go.